Welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm excited to have you join me in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs in the photography industry as we dive into real conversation about photography, business, and that sometimes messy thing we call life. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. And now, let's dive into conversation. All right, we're live. <laughs> I'm sitting here with my friend, longtime friend, actually, Long time. Morgan Holland. How long have we known each other? Has oh, it been gosh. like 10 years? It's been almost 10 years. Something probably more maybe than even 10 more than years. that. Yeah. Okay. So Morgan is actually the first person to come on the Boca podcast who is not a photographer, yeah. not technically from the photography industry. And I'm really excited about it. I wanted to do something different. Morgan actually owns Soirees, which is a local event planning service. And uh, that's putting it lightly. I think they're the best in town and I actually had the opportunity as a wedding photographer to work directly with them. We'll talk about that here in just a little bit. But I wanted to let Morgan share her perspective about what it means to work for a photographer, what it means to work with an event planner and how the photographer should best approach that relationship. Because we found a lot of value from that relationship when, when I was involved in wedding photography. Mm-hmm. But I, I want the honest opinion <laughs> directly from your mouth about how photographers should best approach that relationship. So we're going to get to that place. But first of all, let's talk a little bit about you. Where, where are you from? We're actually in Chattanooga right now. Are you yeah. from Chattanooga originally? I was raised in Chattanooga. So born okay. in Knoxville, raised in Chattanooga. So not too far off the map. Okay. But um, went to college back in Knoxville at UTK. So my blood runs orange. Yes, <laughs> Has go ever Tennessee. Since I was born. <laughs> um, but I actually decided right after I was finished I got my senior year in college that nothing was holding me back and I'd always wanted to be in LA. So I took off for a year and lived out in LA. What did you do out there? Um, so it was so crazy because I went out there with the idea of like, I wanted to get into casting. It okay. always interested me over my college career. I'd gone back and forth to LA and done a bunch of intensives with different casting directors. And so I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. Well, I went out there and LA is just a hard place to live. Like it's just different. There's a little bit of competition. There too, is. There? Yeah. It's not something that like a broad eyed Southern, you know, 21 year old is going to just dive right into. Right. So ended up after four months of just, you know, playing around and having some fun, um, thinking like I should probably get a job. So ended up working at a five star five diamond hotel in Beverly hills which just luck of the draw they needed um a southern girl to work the front desk to play uh, all of those roles that they have uh-huh. um so did, you, did you meet any celebrities while you were there all of them all of them everybody really? humanly possible so okay. i was out there in like 2004 2005 which okay. is when all the hbo shows were getting big so sex in the city and sopranos yep. and all of that so yeah. um i know too much dirt on a lot of rappers like i mean like <laughs> right um, we could have a whole podcast just have, dedicated exactly. to that, like, to- if you that conversation off that way um so yeah yeah, I know all kinds of dirt. So that's, um, that's awesome. it was amazing, but also got to see really fun event sides of that. Okay. So I majored in public relations and communication. So I knew that I wanted to do some sort of event type stuff, but could never see myself sitting behind a desk and writing press releases my entire life. So sure. um, out in LA, just, you know, had a little bit of fun. 
And then eventually decided like, ah, I probably can't raise a family here. So if I'm going to like, you know, meet someone, you know, I should probably go back to the South. So I ended up back here in Chattanooga, just kind of seeing what was going on. And, and what year was that when you came back? That would have been 2006. Okay. So yeah, okay. I was out there for about a year and a half. So right. 2006 came back and was like, okay, what am I going to do now? Um, so I just started looking at local event planning jobs that were available and happened to stumble upon soirees. It'd been in business for maybe six months at that point. Yeah. Um, met the owner at a Starbucks. She didn't even have an office location yet. She was like, you're hired. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I can see to, this is Taylor that we're talking about. Yeah. And I worked with Taylor directly for quite a long time, but I can totally see her doing that. You're hired. You're hired. Like, awesome. Come on. Yeah. We'll see you on Monday kind yeah. of thing. And so started out just working events and part time with them. And um, after her career and her husband's career started to, you know, kind of take off at that point, she decided that Suarez was something that she couldn't keep on the side. So she sure. offered me the opportunity to purchase the company. So I'd, by the time I purchased the company, I'd only been with them for a year and a half. Um, so it that's was, amazing. I was 24 sure I years old. Yeah. Wow. I was 24 years old when I purchased the company from her. And it was just so interesting because I was like, okay, I think I have a really great grasp on, you know, event planning and things like that. I'd done numerous events at that point in time and led many of them. Um, but then all of a sudden I was like, Oh, I do I have to pay? These are taxes. <laughs> like, is that what do I do with that? Like, what what's a this property so tax? True. Like, yes. <laughs> I don't own property. I don't understand. Yeah. So this it was, is the very thing that photographers run into too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I didn't I didn't get into photography thinking about being a business owner. No, I just thought, hey. This is some really cool, expensive camera equipment that I get to buy, and I get to go take some pictures yeah. with it. And, like, oh, I'm really by good the way, at that part, yeah, got to pay those taxes. Exactly. And, and we actually, there have been photographers that have gone to, and I think the school is closing down now, but quite a well-known photography school that was based in Santa Barbara. Um, they'd spend $100,000 or more mm-hmm. to get a degree in photography, and they might come out an okay photographer, but they didn't have a clue about running business. About the business side of it. That's a, it's a really tough reality that business owners have to face. It is. And I think in the wedding industry, especially back in that day, it was just now evolving. So people didn't realize, you know, what you were buying or selling or, mm-hmm. you know, how to get into that business side of things. So yeah. I think it's really evolved over the years. But yeah, that was kind of a shocker for me at 24 years old being like, what? <laughs> oh so how did you how did you learn it? I mean, was it just Googling? Were you reading? It was one of those things where I immediately, I'm not good with numbers. I tell people all the time I can't add on a calculator. So I immediately just deferred everything to my accountant and was like, just, and I told her, I sat her down and I was like, look, I was like, you're gonna have to talk to me like I'm a kindergartner and I will not get offended. Like, tell me what I need to pay when I need to pay it. And we're going to have the best relationship if you'll just tell me what to do. Um, So I really relied on others in terms of just telling me what I needed to do for a long time. And that was, you know, people in the advertising agency, tell me how often I need to run an ad or if I even Mm -hmm. need to be in this publication or if I don't like help me out help me with determining my target markets you know I know whose weddings I want to do and whose events I want to do but I'm not really sure how to reach those people so deferring to other professionals and other small businesses was huge for me and by the way for all those listening in I I did not set uh, Morgan up for this conversation to, to promote the idea of delegating or outsourcing. But of course, as the owner of a of, of an editing company, Photographers Edit, we encourage photographers yeah. to do just that. But it's not just about outsourcing or delegating editing. It's anything that 
is getting in the way of you being able to focus running your business. Yes. And certainly those things that you're not that great at or that you don't know much about. It's absolutely vital to be an effective. It's not when you're running a business, you aren't. Uh, it's easy, especially as a photographer, to just think about being a photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's easy to get caught up in the minutia of the day to day running a business. But you have to be a manager to be an effective business owner, to oversee things. And so this idea of delegating or, or outsourcing work to other professionals who, that, this is what they do, this is what they're good at, yeah. they can educate you, right? That's, you have to go that direction or likely your business at least is not going to be as uh, successful as it could be. Absolutely. And even bringing it to, you know, this day and age with the social media aspect of everything. That's another thing that I'm just not good at. The girls that are graduating from college right now had, you know, classes specifically designed around these social media topics and how to navigate all of those correctly. And when I came out of college, that was not a thing. I was still writing paper press releases and like (laughs) having to like walk them over to people and be like, here, I'd like for you to publish this. Um, And so now everything's just so much more fast paced and it's awesome to be able to bring them in and rely on them for those portions because if I spent all day paying taxes and posting on social media and doing all these other things I would never have time to plan events or to meet with my clientele Um, which is ultimately about growing your business right and and I talk about this with photographers kind of or, or creating a contrast between tasks or activities that are proactive in nature those things that are going to actually grow the business moving forward and those tasks that sure they have to happen but aren't really tied to increasing your bottom line, kind of reactive in nature. So again, delegating that work to mm-hmm. people to focus so that you can focus on the proactive stuff, absolutely vital. Yeah. That's, that's really great. Huge. Wow. Yeah. So that's a cool story. So this was 2007. Yes. Right? And here yeah. we are 10 years later. I know. And you just moved into this new space. We're sitting in a new space that is absolutely beautiful. Yes. And you're you're overseeing weddings as well as other events, correct? Correct. Correct. So I would say, you know, our bread and butter, kind of 90% of what we do is weddings, um, which is hilarious for me personally, just because, you know, again, sitting in those college courses, all these girls sitting around the table being like, I want to be a wedding planner. And I'm like, Ew, who would ever want to do that? Um, <laughs> my first job when I was 16 years old was actually working at a wedding gown store. Oh, so no I was way. selling formal wear and wedding gowns and things like that. Okay. And I would just see the dynamics of, you know, mothers and brides and, you know, the bridal party and just all of that stuff that happens, all the stress and all the emotion. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't ever want to be a part of this. Like, this is not something I could right. ever see me doing in yeah. the future. Um, you know, Fast forward. And here you yeah. are. <laughs> Fast forward. A little bit of later. irony there. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's just really interesting. So weddings are a lot of what we do, but we also have a handful of nonprofits that we work with and are very mm. passionate about. That's cool. Um, a handful of corporate clients that we have continually year after year, which are so fun. Um, lots of private parties, birthday parties, baby showers, all that fun stuff. And I love those just because we get to go outside the box and come up with fun themes and all of that good stuff. So, I mean, those are different and I love to use a creative outlet there but yeah weddings we're we're in it we're That's we're all about it but here again 10 years later I mean congrats to you for making it this far because isn't that strange like I think about that all the time because even when I started in this I was like I can't see myself doing this in 10 years like mm. I can't see it being relevant in 10 years I guess is what I thought maybe um but it's just over the years the industry has changed so much um and the way that I describe it to most people is 
that before it was a luxury item right and through the you know evolution of like TV shows about, mm-hmm. you know, finding the dress and, mm-hmm. you know, creating these amazing receptions and all of this stuff are revolving around weddings. Um, it's become more of a necessity now. So instead of it being this luxury item of like, oh, I have a really huge budget, I'm of course need a wedding planner because that's part of the package kind of deal. Right. Um, it's more of everybody needs one and is seeing more of the need for the actual planning and the logistics part of it because they do want to enjoy their day. So, um, yeah, so the market has just grown for us in general. So, um, it's the first time that there's ever been like multiple in Chattanooga. There used to be like one or two and now there's probably like 10 there. Well, there's probably 20 that, you know, just keep popping up. Like who knows? Like everybody that plans their own wedding decides that it's, you know, the best thing ever. It's their thing to do. Yeah. And they're like, I had a great time planning my wedding. I'm going to plan other people's. (laughs) Now, speaking of you're engaged. I am. Congratulations to you. Thank you so much. So how does that work for a wedding planner, an event planner engaged? Are you doing your own work? Are you delegating that elsewhere? So we are delegating that elsewhere. Perfect. Um, The great thing about that is we decided, just because we have so many friends in the industry and so many choices here in Chattanooga, Mm -hmm. um, we're running away. So we are going to Mexico to an all-inclusive. That's awesome. And we are just, we're taking some of our closest friends with us. Um, It's going to be an amazing time for us to just all relax and enjoy. Um, a lot of the people that are going are wedding professionals, which is amazing too. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it was one of the things we decided if we were going to stay in town, then obviously we'd want our friends involved and our friends are going to end up having to work on our day instead of enjoy it with us. And so we're like, let's just take the question mark out of all of that. And yeah. like, let's just go, like, let's just go somewhere. Um, so yeah, so we're going to Mexico in July. Oh man, taking I love all the friends it. With us. That's yep. cool. Congratulations Thank to you. Thank you. We're so excited. So this is, I mentioned earlier that this is kind of a different format for us because we're actually bringing you in, not, yeah, a, photographer, not a photographer, somebody from kind of outside the industry, <laughs> if you will. But I'm really excited to get your perspective on this idea of developing a relationship with an event planner, mm-hmm. a wedding planner. Um, and I've told this story so many times before, but um, we had the opportunity to work with Suarez years ago, mm-hmm. as I did as a wedding photographer who was hosting meetings with potential clients. We'd have a client come over, we'd sit down, uh, show them albums, engagement session images, talk about the whole process, how much it costs, et cetera. Um, But we developed such a relationship with Suarez, Mm -hmm. Taylor and yourself at the time, that Taylor would literally come over and sit down in our office and I would, I would just sit on the couch quiet. She'd bring a client over. The client's sitting there across from me. They're looking at, at albums. She's sitting, Taylor's sitting in the couch next to me. And I'm sitting here. And I, literally, I'd just sit and I'd listen. Mm-hmm. And we had such a cool relationship um, that Taylor would literally do the selling for us. She'd just go on and on and on about how great it was to work with Holworth Photography. And the client's looking through the images and listening in. And I really didn't have to do the work. And that's kind of the, the ideal scenario. But I'm really curious to get your take, your perspective, having now been in business for quite some time about what it takes for or what you would hope for in a relationship with a photographer. If a photographer is saying, hey, I want to develop a relationship with an event planner because I know this is ultimately a really important component of me growing my business. How should they 
best approach that relationship with you. Right. So there's so many different ways to initiate that relationship. Um, a lot of people, again, it's the same, I think in all the different facets of the industry, but people are getting nice equipment and thinking like, Oh, I'm just going to dive right into this. So we have a lot of people cold call us and just say, you know, Hey, I shoot weddings. Can I send you my pricing and you can recommend me to your clients? Well, no, that's not exactly how we work. Hmm. Um, we have extremely close relationships with the majority of vendors that we use. Um, and the reason that we do that is because we can honestly trust people. You know, I tell people with our packages specifically in the way that we work, we don't take any vendor kickback fees, referral fees, anything like that. So our clients know that if we're recommending someone, it's because we've worked with them. We understand like like, how they work. Um, it's a genuine relationship. It is, it is. And we can tell them the ups and downs of what we've experienced and even give them referrals from other clients that have used them as well. You know, being in, you know, our clientele and using these same people, it's very honest, like relationship, it's very open. Um, so that's one of the things where I feel like, you know, we do need to get to know each other, but also it's one of those where I need to see you in action because mm. everybody can put their 10 best pictures <laughs> on yes. a website. Absolutely. Um, everybody can hand me a piece of paper that has pricing that's comparable to, you know, other industry standards. Or even um, look look like a nice person for five minutes, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. But if I don't see you on an actual eight to 10 hour, sometimes 12 hour wedding day, Mm -hmm. um, and see how we're interacting and how we're driving and how you're working with, you know, my clients and things like that. Um, then it's very difficult for me to just recommend someone off the bat. Um, so a lot of times what it is, is coming in and it's being willing to spend a little of a time and sometimes money um, by developing that relationship. So whether it's a styled shoot that you guys want to get together on or, you know, whether it's sitting down and just being like, okay, Hey, I have a wedding. If you are available, if you'd like to come and just kind of see me in action, that would be fantastic. Um, We're so open to do that because we're always looking to grow our, you know, our recommendation base. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's interesting to me that so many people will just, shoot me a website link and say, Hey, I do weddings. Um, because I feel like photography in general is way more of a personal relationship. It's the closest vendor that you're going to have other than your event planner, uh, because you spend so much time with them and you have to be, it's, it's a really intimate relationship, which it's is strange to say. No, so, but it's so true. Yeah. Absolutely. I can remember interacting with some of the clients that we had. I mean, you're spending any, as much as 12, 14 hours yes. in a day with these people and on certainly one of the most important and intimate days of their lives, yes. they're letting you in. And ideally you have that relationship where you're almost, I mean, they would treat us like family. Absolutely. You know? And um, it was just a really incredible experience. Even looking back in hindsight, I'm not shooting anymore, but I shot for about 10 years and I consider what an opportunity it was mm-hmm. to be let in the way that I was. So absolutely that personal relationship not only with the client is important, but then the relationship with the event planner, because I remember how closely I worked with, with mm-hmm. you guys on that day. And you almost kind of have to, to the extent that you almost learn to kind of read each other, it's right? So you're looking for each other across the room. You're looking for that head nod that, exactly. hey, we're getting ready to start cutting the cake or whatever it might be. Exactly. But that close relationship is really yeah. important. And it's important for photographers, too, to encourage their clients to outsource the event planning because as a photographer you know if there's not an event planner then it's you that it falls on you eventually become the event planner telling people what to do when to do it um and you're not being able to focus on your craft at that point which is so difficult i'm hearing a theme through this whole conversation the (laughs) importance of delegation right it's crazy i mean that's just again in this industry as it's evolving a lot of people are trying to come up and do this one-stop shop kind of deal where they're you know trying to have everything in house so you're going to walk into a space 
space and they're going to provide you with all of these people that are ideally cut from the same cloth. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just really different. I have a different take on it where I think that each piece should be very individual so that that person is focusing on exactly what they're best at and are able to bring their best quality work instead of, you know, the event planner also trying to do your makeup. Like that's, <laughs> that's not something that you can do well at both. Right, um, right. and so it's same thing show. for the photographer. I don't think that they can do their job well mm-hmm. if they're running to this side of the room and having to corral the bridal party over here, but then also having to run to the other side of the room, find the mother of the bride and then cue the DJ to announce the cake cutting. Like, right. It just doesn't work out. We need you there for the organic moments and for those special in-betweens that aren't those post shots of, you know, okay, they cut the cake. That's great. You got that. But did you get all the stuff before and after when you were running back and forth? So it's huge for us to be able to have that relationship because that's what we ultimately want from our photographers on the day of. Like when I need you, I want to know where you are. I want to be able to come over to you, tell you exactly what's going to happen. And like, you're just, you're doing your job. You're not Mm -hmm. doing anybody else's job. So it's so nice to be able to have that relationship with someone. Um, how would you say the photographer should approach developing that relationship in the first place? Because like you said, just sending a website, that's not going to do the trick. How would they begin that process with you? Absolutely. I mean, and, and, and to be clear, I, I know you talked about, um, the idea of inviting you, for example, yeah. to, to a wedding to come see. But I'm thinking more on a, on a personal level. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that I recommend to photographers is, hey, you know what? First of all, start with just inviting them to coffee or yes. to lunch and, and have a real conversation with them. Oh, yeah. Be upfront with them about the fact that you're you're in this to do business together. I mean, it's I hate fake relationships. Right. And, and so if there is that honesty and transparency up front, it seems like it would be really important. It is. And that's kind of, that's exactly how I explain it to my clients as well. You can look at their websites. You can look at their pricing. Everything can be comparable at that point in time. But what I'll do is I'll have them narrow down that 10 that's all comparable to two or three that they want to meet in person. And I sit them down over coffee or here in my conference room and I want them to meet in person. I tell them all, we've already looked at all the details. You already know the specifics. This is not a business conversation. This is you guys getting to know each other. I was like, they're going to ask you weird questions about like how <laughs> you proposed and you know, yeah, things yeah. that are, you know, might make you feel uncomfortable because you know, you don't necessarily think that you would be talking about that with a vendor for sure, a wedding. Sure. Um, but that is so important that they understand how the two of you all operate, yeah. you know, in relation to how they're going to photograph you. Yeah. Um, and every single time it happens just as I say it will, like they know who they click with immediately and that becomes their wedding photographer. Um, so yeah, those, those personal relationships are very, very important to us. But in terms of meeting with us as an event planning company, um, I think, yeah, sitting down, going to coffee, explaining to us about how, they work on the day of, but then also being willing to hear how we work as mm. well is very, very important. So, um, you have to kind of set ego aside. I, you do. I've, yeah. I'm, I'm amazed sometimes when I, some of the things that I read from photographers, there's such an ego where they kind of expect the world to revolve around them, the photographer on the day of the wedding. And that's just not what we're there for. It's so hard for event planners and myself you know, and even other vendors to deal with that kind of personality because ultimately that person is not there to benefit the greater good because I feel like with a strong wedding team, all the vendors are working together to make sure everything is flawless. And when you have that one person that's setting themselves aside and, you know, instead of 
being available and being open to doing this, that, or the other, they are demanding their vendor meal, you know, and they want to go and they want to sit at a reserved seat for them with (laughs) the bridal party, you know? So it's just, there's so many things that I feel like the flexibility of it needs to come into play. So like, let's talk about how you do business, but let's talk about how I do business and Mm. like, how can we make this work together? Um, And so a lot of times when people do sit down and hear how we operate and how we like for that, you know, kind of personal relationship to be above anything else, mm-hmm. um, above the logistics and the timelines and all of that. Um, they really start to think about it and be like, Oh, that actually could work for us. So it's fun to kind of see that evolve as well. You're educating um, them. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's, it's kind of fun to see, especially when they're new to the industry, they sure. just don't know. Yeah. And it, it goes from, you know, A to Z. And so there can be the ones that are too concerned about, you know, the logistics and the payments and the, you know, only this many hours for certain things. And then it can go to the polar opposite of them just being too creative and all over the place. And, you know, you can't <laughs> rein them in. So, right. um, I think that understanding Understanding of being able to work off of, you know, a timeline and having a certain set amount of time for certain creative aspects is very important. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so sitting down and being able to chat through all those details beforehand lets me know a ton about how you operate on the day of what client that I could place with you. Yes. Because that's another thing. I'm not going to sit there, you know, say Holritz Photography. I'm not going to bring all 40 of my wedding clients every year to Holritz Photography. Right just not all of them are going to be in that, you know, whether it's a budget situation, whether it's a style situation, whether it's just a personality situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really important for me to know a lot about my client before I'm able to even recommend the photographer. And I'm glad um, you mentioned something about the budget too, because one of the big value adds in our relationship with Suarez was the fact that we went from shooting weddings. We started, I think, well, the first wedding I shot was like 250 or 350 bucks. <laughs> But the first time we started process, like putting price lists together, I think our, our the first or the base wedding package was like six or eight hundred bucks, right. and it went from that to literally ten thousand dollars exactly. for a wedding, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't, as you're increasing your prices, the idea of getting referrals from this past client that you shot a wedding for fifteen hundred dollars for right. when your prices are now three thousand dollars, it just doesn't work because more than likely their friends are in the same income bracket, right? So working with a wedding coordinator who can refer you, just like you said, to the appropriate budget. Mm-hmm makes so much sense. And that was where we found a, a big part of the value in the relationship that we had with Suarez. Yeah, it's fantastic though, because I mean, your clients in general don't understand necessarily what photographers do. And especially in relation to an actual event day. So they're going to come in and they're either going to be one of a few things, budget minded. So they're going to come in and they're going to look at your price sheet and they're going to say, I can afford package A, B or C, which unfortunately is not always what's going to be best for them, but it's what they can afford. So that's what they're going to focus on. Or it's going to be the idealistic one. That's like, I want all of these things. (laughs) Like I have to have all of them, but here's how much money I have to work within. And so you have to figure out how to customize that package and make that work for them. Um, So I think that that is a huge thing that, you know, where the budget comes into play is figuring out where they, where they come into play in terms of like the income bracket, but also like what we need to create for that specific person, because there's plenty of people that you could sit down and sell an album to that is never going to open it up or that you're, you know, giving your digital files to that's never going to print them. Um, so being, 
being able to know what and how flexible like our photographers are um, and being able to have that conversation candidly yes. with our clients is very important. Yeah. Um, I tell all of, you know, our photography vendors that it's something where I get that you have it all printed out, but if I can come to you, like if you're willing for me to be able to come to you and say, okay, look, I have this <laughs> client that I think is going to be the best style match for you. Yeah. You guys are going to get along so well. It's, I mean, th- you're going to gain a best friend out of this. Like you're sure. welcome, but also like they only have X amount of dollars and this is what I need to happen for our timeline. So I love can it. I have an extra hour? Can you, you know, gift me an engagement shoot? Like yep. help me out here because wow. it's going to be beneficial for you in the long run, but maybe they're just not like reaching that income bracket. And so by having those really cool personal relationships that I can come to a client candidly and then come back to a vendor candidly and say, okay, how you work with me here? How do we do this? You know, it, it is a huge benefit to everyone, I think. So that's definitely something to take into consideration. Now you're, you're talking about bringing a significant amount of value to the photographer. And, and one of the things that I talked about uh, that I've talked about with photographers is the importance of in developing a relationship with a wedding coordinator, wedding planner to figure out ways to add value to that relationship. Mm-hmm. How can photographers best do that from your perspective? Um, in terms of adding value to our relationship, it's again, being willing to do those things that also highlight our business. Okay. Um, so as we're sitting at the conference table right here, you see all these books piled yeah. up. Yeah. Um, I know that it costs money to create those books, these beautiful canvases on the wall. I know that there is time and effort and money that goes into those. Mm-hmm. Um, but by being willing to do that and being, you know, it only helps me be able to sell you even better because right. even if a client comes in and isn't even thinking about photography yet, because you know, their first stop was the venue and the next stop, the event planner, you know, but they're sitting there and they're looking through all these books that we're talking about oh, well, this wedding happened here at the venue you're interested in. And this so happens to be photographed by so-and-so. And they're like, oh, I, I love the look of that. <laughs> it's, it's the easiest sell in the entire world. Yeah. Um, so I turn around, you know, I have pricing already printed out. And I say, you know, we can talk about this, but it can be flexible, you know, with your budget once yeah. we kind of dive into that. Yeah. Um, so I think the the product side of things and the availability of being able to kind of step outside the box and do fun things like styled shoots with us. Again, those things they do, they cost time and money and resources. Um, and we recognize that, but that just, that's what helps us as a vendor be able to even promote you even further. Um, so being willing to do that, I think is a huge portion that photographers don't necessarily, there's a lot that get it, but there's a lot that don't get it. Um, (laughs) which I think is a brilliant segue. Actually. What are some of the craziest things that you've seen from photographers? at events. I mean, just like name one or two things that come to mind. Of course, we're not going to name names, but (laughs) we we, we will remain nameless. Um, so some of the things, unfortunately that I have seen, um, again, I mentioned the vendor meals, which I always think is hilarious. I get that you have to eat. Like I'm on site probably for at least whatever your hours are, add five to mine. And I tell my staff, bring snacks, you're not eating all day. You know, you can come in the morning and you can bring your breakfast. You can go to late night crystals at 2 a.m. But like, you're not <laughs> eating during the day unless you bring your own snacks yeah. because we're on the go the entire time. Yep. So I understand that vendors have to eat. I totally get that part. But when you're standing there, you know, when I'm in the middle of, you know, coordinating something or do, you know, if I'm loading gifts and taking them out to the car and you're demanding like, where is my vendor meal? Right. Or if I know that the caterer is going to bite your head off if you walk into the kitchen at that point in time when she's plating up, 
up, you mm-hmm. know, um, a meal for 350. Um, if I tell you just to hold on a second, like don't, don't pull the diva move on me and just be like, I demand to eat. It's in my contract that I have to eat. <laughs> like that's happened more often times. I'm just, go, I, have, I can only imagine. I have a power bar in my bag. I will bring it to you. Absolutely. If you will just wait. Be practical. You're yes, going to do a job. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So there, there's been some diva moments. Um, other moments have included things like using your personal um, cameras, iPhones, things like that to take pictures of your own self. Um, Interesting. I'm not a huge fan of like, hey, I'm going to take a selfie of me in the middle of the dance floor or a video of me in the dance floor, like dancing with the guests. Okay. So um, tell me tell me your perspective on this because I think this has become kind of a popular thing to do, at yeah. least based on what I've seen online. Yeah. It's... Um, it's different when there's that personal relationship of like, oh, we're going to step aside. We're going to take a picture to document like, hey, I was your wedding photographer. Like, this was so fun. Sure. I love to take selfies. Those are awesome. Okay. But when you are physically in the middle of the dance floor, not photographing anybody else on the dance floor, but you're dancing along with the guests or you're at the bar grabbing a drink. I, for whatever reason, that just crawls all over me. I just think it has an air of unprofessionalism. Mm. I think that it's taking you, especially if you're drinking, it's taking you out of the game. Sure. Um, you're just not as aware of what's going on around you. So yeah. if you're in the middle of the dance floor, you know, like enjoying the party, um, or if you're at the bar enjoying the party, I just don't think that you are doing the professional job that you were hired for. So I've seen a lot of that and it's unfortunate that it has to go that way. And those are the people that I I can't recommend. I can't trust my clients to them because, you know, at what point does that line get drawn? Yeah. Um, Well, and and again, it's making it about them versus the client focusing on their job there as the photographer. So that's interesting. That's, That's huge for me. Um, attire is another thing. Okay. And it's yeah. Huge talk about for that. Me. Um, my girls and I, we've always just worn standard black. A lot of the professional photographers I know wear standard, you know, black. Um, again, it's a nice outfit. I get that you have to move and bend just like we do. I can't tell you how many times I'm in a dress, but I'm still on my hands and knees underneath somebody's dress, like fixing something. <laughs> right. Um, so it just, it happens, but I just think that your more neutral colors, your blacks, you know, fade into the background plan on fading into the background but you know when you have brightly colored hair or when you are wearing some ridiculously bright red shirt to come and photograph somebody's day I just think that that really distracts from what's going on I think as vendors in general we should all fade into the background Um, because ultimately I want my clients to be able to take credit for what happened I want you know the mother of the bride to be like oh you know thank you so much for complimenting me on my daughter's wedding day Um, I don't want it to have to defer to me that, you know, it was, it was my event or anything like I love that. that. I um, love that. but yeah, so I think that's really important for photographers to take that into consideration too. Cause it goes a lot with like that professional appearance of sure. just, I came prepared for the day. It's not about me. You know, I'm here to service you and like, let's do this together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's huge, but I've seen a lot of different outfits. I can only <laughs> imagine. I can only imagine. Okay. So let's, let's kind of flip that and go to the opposite extreme. What are some of the, the things that you get really excited about that you see from photographers that you're like, oh man, we're tracking together. This yes. is good. Talk the about some of those things. The portion of things is huge for me. Okay. So, um, and that even, that begins even in the plea pr- pre-planning stages. That's not even just on the day of. It's all leading up to it. So a photographer that's willing to sit down and be flexible with us in creating that timeline is so important because again, your client, if you don't have an event planner, your client doesn't necessarily understand 
how many minutes need to go into a posed family shoot or how many minutes need to go into, you know, your bridal party shot. So true. And they're willing to tell you things that might be untruths. Um, oh, my family is not that big. It's not that big of a deal. We'll just, we'll just knock out maybe 15 minutes for that. So you as a photographer going in and thinking like, okay, so we've got 15 minutes scheduled for, you know, posed photography, you know, post ceremony. And all of a sudden you see these people like crawling out of the woodworks for these giant family pictures. And you're like, <laughs> yep. okay, 45 minutes later. Absolutely. Um, so I think coming together and making that realistic timeline beforehand, and that even goes into your posed shot list, which I place so much value on. And it wasn't until probably four or five years ago that I really sat down with some of my um, local photographers and was like, talk to me about this posed shot list because, you know, a lot of you include it in your, you know, information kind of on the front end right. that you want them to, but they don't really know how to create these posed shot lists. Um, and they're getting online and then they're sending you really irrelevant pieces of material that say things like, dress draped over back of chair, like <laughs> bride gazing at groom. Like yeah. it's totally irrelevant. Like they're going to get those pictures. It's like wedding rings. Like we're going to get a picture of your wedding rings. Like not a problem, but like your photographer might not know that your grandmother's, you know, wedding gown, you know, lace is embroidered on the inside of your dress sure. or that you have a special piece of something hanging from your bouquet or your groom's going to give you a gift of some sort. Right. Um, these are the things that we need to talk about. Also, yeah. like they don't know who your aunt Susan is like, hmm. so I need to know if aunt Susan is really important to you. I need to know that she needs to be in a photograph and like at what time, like pre-ceremony, post-ceremony, how hmm. close is she to you? So it was awesome when photographers sat down and explained to me like, you know, how much time was allotted for things, what was ideal, um, and then also how to really create and help them create that posed shot list. Okay. So I would encourage photographers as well. Your client has no idea. Like they're just so, oh no, we're going to hurry to the reception. We want to get to the party. You know, my family's small. Is it really small? Because you're the one <laughs> that needs to determine whether it's large or yeah. small for you. Do you have one shooter? Do you have three shooters? Mm -hmm. Because that helps you determine that timeline as well. For sure. Um, so a, a photographer that's going to come in, be willing to have those conversations with me on the front end and then ultimately sit down with the client and say like, this is what's realistic. You know, okay. it is going to take us 30 minutes to get through all of your bridal party because you want this, that, and the other, or you guys aren't going to see each other. Um, so it is going to take this amount of time. And then alternately on the day of just letting us kind of corral people and bringing people in is so helpful because it's a oh, team my goodness, effort. It's so helpful to us too. It makes it so much easier. Such a team effort yeah. at that point in time. So uh, letting us, you know, even hold that post photography shot list and start calling out the names Absolutely. like Johnson family up here, Smith family up yeah. here. It just makes it go so much smoother on the day of. So I think a lot of those are pre-planning conversations. And so remembering to have those and being willing to be flexible on those. Um, we have so many photographers that are like, Oh no, I'll just talk to the client about it. And I'm like, well, you can, but the client also has zero realistic expectation of right. what that looks like. So from our perspective and, you know, the hundreds of weddings that we've done, um, it's important that you realize how the day's going to go because we're trying to help you ultimately. We don't want to be tapping you on the shoulder and saying you have four minutes. You have three minutes. Yeah. You have two more shots. Let's go. <laughs> you know, we're not trying to cut into the creative process necessarily, but at the same time, like we got places to be. Absolutely. Um, 
so I think that that's where a lot of the discord comes between event planners and photographers is there's not that realistic timeline of figuring out, you know, the photographer knows that the sunset is going to be so incredible at this time. But if you don't communicate that to the event planner and say like, I need to sneak them out for five minutes from seven forty to yeah. eight, you know, yeah. um, then there's this shock of like, okay, no, that messes everything up because that's cake cutting, you know? So talk to us about being flexible just as event planners are extremely flexible. You know, there are times that are on a timeline, but it's just a guideline of how the day is going to go. But we like to know those specific things and, you know, kind of what your likes are and what your special things, because each photographer has this special little thing that they like to do. So, right. you know, here in Chattanooga, if it's, you know, running from the Hunter Art Museum over to the you know blue walking bridge to get that iconic shot, like yeah. I know that that's going to take you 18 minutes to do. So like you need to tell me that so that yep. I can make time so mm -hmm. that your guests aren't turning around wondering like where'd the couple go? What, what's supposed to be happening? Yeah. So, um, that's huge for me. So that works really well when we've pre-planned all of those things. Communication. That you can huge. really just sum it up with communication. Exactly. Huh? Yeah. It's so huge, but, um, it might take you an extra meeting or an extra hour sure. or a phone call with your event planner to sit down and discuss all of those things. But you being realistic in what you want and them being realistic and like what their client needs, um, and coming together with that happy medium is huge. And it, only further bolsters the relationship, yes. right? which can only be good for, for both businesses. So exactly. that's, that's really awesome. Yeah. This has been an, an incredible <laughs> conversation. I mean, such a massive value add to the wedding photographers listening in. Um, I really can't thank you enough for thank making for time to sit down me. and do this. Absolutely. This is awesome. Where can everybody find out more? I mean, for the brides to be as well as the photographers, where can they find out more about your business online? Absolutely. Head over to our website, which is soireesonline.com. Okay. Um, it's got a link there directly to where you can send us messages with any questions that you have. Perfect. Um, we have active social media accounts as well. So Facebook, Instagram, at Soiree's Event Planning. So Perfect. yeah, come check us out. This is so great. Thank you so much, Morgan, for doing thank this. I can't thank you enough. It's been awesome. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. Please let us know what you thought by leaving us a review in iTunes. If you'd like to hear a particular photographer or entrepreneur in a future episode, don't hesitate to email me, Nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com.